Good evening. This is another Thursday episode of Cat's Face. I'm sorry you can't see our faces at the moment due to uh, certain issues, but we are here with you tonight. Uh, with me tonight is myself, Buckets, and Leon. Good evening. How are you? I'm putting my hand up. Oh, crap. We're not on camera. How are you? I'm doing all right. <laughs> so, welcome been to a little bit new- busy today. I've been a little bit busy today, but I've been all right. Welcome to our new subscribers and current and viewers as well. Um, we're about to do a fun topic today. Yes. So, uh, I don't know if anyone's realized this yet. I've got some subscribers already, or at least some members, um, for a my own personal um, Facebook, Facebook page called Oven Hero. And basically what it is, is it's just people taking pictures of whatever they had for dinner or lunch or whatever, and then just posting it. You know, this, um, we're not going to basically yell at you or scream at you or tell it it's burnt, <laughs> which I got from other basically <laughs> Facebook pages, by the way, last week. So This is um, not Gordon Ramsay's kitchen nightmares, by the no, way. No, it's not. It's, so it's, it's Phil's kitchen nightmares. Instead. So I'd like to welcome, <laughs> I'd like to welcome into the conversation for tonight's Oven Hero Cat Space special episode. So let's get started. Favorite foods. Question one is, if you could choose to eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Who are you going with first? Oh, we'll go with you, Leon. All right. Um, Oh, mate, I'll tell you what I do like. I do like the KFC's chicken because it's nice and it's it's got that nice, you know, uh, skin, you know, that's that fried skin around it. Plus, it's all nice and greasy and it's yummy. And I'll just get the oil on my hands. Well, not that it has anything to do with it, but I just like I like the KFC chicken. It's funny you should just mention that because I actually made my own version of KFC, KFC chicken. Um, last yeah. week. put that on Oven Hero actually, and that was that actually worked out pretty well. Um, but if I was to to pick one meal that I would basically eat for the rest of my life um i would probably go um probably pork chops that would be my thing that would be my go-to oh, yes. um and if that was like uh if it was crumbs pork chops yeah that's i'd eat that every single day and not even complain about it um, especially the pork chops if they got just a little bit of salt on it oh yes yeah that, that I, if 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 my mom was to say Phil, if you want an inheritance, you have to eat pork chops every single day. I'd just go, <laughs> yes, I'm not going to complain about that. I'll just do it. What about you, Kat? What I you think do? for me, would have to be a chicken chinetti burger with lettuce, tomato, mayo, garlic, aioli, and a side of salad. Oh, my God. I would eat that every single day. But because it's fatty, I think if I could eat one for the rest of my life, that would be it. Chicken chinetti burger well, with a lot. Well, it's not, it's not really that much fatty because just remember you did add salad with it. Well, it's kind of like a but, it's like, kind of like a Subway uh, schnitty. But with a twist, adding a pineapple to the chicken schnitty burger. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Oh, I'd, I'd pineapple, that. Oh, <laughs> add pineapple to anything and it's a win. Yes, sir. Even on, even on pizzas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, pizzas. Definitely pizzas. I have Hawaiian pizzas all the time. Sorry to all the anti-pineapple uh, people out there. Pizza, pineapple, burger, pineapple, steak, pineapple, pineapple. Tasty, delicious. Yeah, I've actually had friends of mine that have literally said to me, um, would you put pineapple on a pizza? And I, I'd say, yes, I would. And then they come back and say, um, 
it's not a pizza if you put pineapple on it. I, I just think about these people. Just get a life. Have some pineapple. Yeah. <laughs> that argument, I don't know why that's always an argument, but it always seems to be. I mean, fair income has been Hawaiian pizzas forever. Yeah. I, you know what? I really do. I really do like the... Um, uh, there's two kinds of pizzas that I like. Obviously, one would be the Hawaiian pizza, and, and I can get that like I'm a, I can get that from my local uh, kebab shop just down the road. But as far as as far as another type of pizza I like, it's the barbecue meat. Like, but I get that from Pizza Hut because that is absolutely yummy. Next question: What is your guilty favorite food? Guilty uh, pleasure. It's it's funny that you guys are talking about pizzas because I would totally go for an apple pizza. Um, apple pizza yes uh, in fact i remember oh, we have a fruit salad pizza that'd be mad oh, that would not be the, oh, good but I, I remember when pizza hut started doing um apple pizzas at their um or you can eat buffet and um, really? i don't remember that ever i don't remember them ever doing that no they but you had to actually go to the shop to, to order it you couldn't you couldn't deliver it they wouldn't do a delivery for some stupid reason um really? and it, it was great it was just like eating apple pie um on a pizza and it was great and i loved it and um I, I think i loved that more than supreme at the time um and then after that i just have you know the desserts that go with it but i, I was just like i'm just eating apple pie on a pizza this is fantastic what are my guilty pleasures you talk about guilty pleasure i think my favorite guilty pleasure is eating that napolitan ice cream oh god that's awesome oh it? that is uh, yeah that and have say um chocolate topping on it and then having oh, oh, but, oh better yeah you know not the quite the chocolate topping i mean having like milo as a topping on it and then having that ice cotties you know thick chocolate topping as well you know the one that hardens up when you start putting it on yeah that stuff was great that stuff was yeah really awesome. <laughs> that's one of my guilty pleasures another one of my guilty pleasures i haven't seen it around in oh god knows how long but it used to be the frozen Neapolitan ice creams. Uh, it's not, not really, sorry, not frozen ones, the dry, the dry Neapolitan ice creams. Have you heard of them? No, no, I haven't actually. You, like used to be able to buy, you used to be able to buy them in like a pack. It used to be on the shelf, but not in the freezer. But it was dry ice cream, Neapolitan ice cream. And that, that was so yummy. I have not seen one in ages, but if I ever find one again, like, oh, well, um, I'll take a picture and I'll send you guys a copy of it. This is what it actually looks like. Yeah, that'd be it's cool. Just dry Neapolitan ice cream. It's beautiful. And I'm sure. I'm sure your old school listeners who are listening in, who listen to this podcast, might rec- might recognize what I'm talking about here because that I always love that one. I think my guilty pleasure, and I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Shameful plug. Shameful plug. Max Brenner's chocolate pizza. Oh my god, with a lot with marshmallows, nuts. Chocolate, chocolate sauce, melted chocolate, <laughs> everything chocolate. Oh my! <laughs> and a chocolate two dollar chocolate pot next to it, and sprinkle on top of it. Uh, 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 a chocolate pizza, Max Brenner. I'm plugging you guys. The bomb, guys. If you're listening, hashtag, to hashtag not a sponsor. Hashtag not a sponsor. Yeah, that'll pay us enough for this cat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that is my guilty pleasure. I'm sorry if I if I was to you know order that and bring it home or have it sent delivered to me, and Philip, I think that would be the most delicious thing I've ever eaten because it is just. 
delicate and rich and delicious and the crust is gorgeous and you just oh it's a dream come true and you have strawberries on it oh my god um, my mouth is watering talking about that one thing one thing one thing about one thing about you just mentioned uh, all that chocolate and stuff like that i don't know if they change i don't know if people change the flavor of the chocolate but for the longest time now i have not been able to have that chocolate or much of the chocolate at all because for some i don't know whether or not i don't know if it started with the milkshakes or the chocolate shakes or whatever it was but i don't know if they changed the flavor on it but ever since then or ever since a certain time i can't remember exactly what time it was i don't feel well i feel like nauseous and stuff like that after i've had it i'm not sure what it is but i started with the oak drink and it's pretty much worked its way through the chocolate thick shakes and uh and even uh, getting the chalk top or whatever it was uh, from Donut King. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if they've changed the flavor, but I really can't drink the chocolate stuff uh, these days because it just makes me feel nauseous. Yeah, yeah. I can't drink it either. Like it's, if, it could be like a lower quality chocolate. Um, and I find it too sweet. Yeah, I could believe that because they want to do cost cutting and things like that. So um, like, uh, and honestly, if probably the best chocolatey sundae that I've probably ever had um, would be in the Pentagon in the Blue Mountains, but they don't do that anymore. And that had um, like this really good dollop of, of chocolate at the bottom of the, the sundae and um, basically the best ice cream you'd ever tasted in your life. Um, and, you know, best milk, like they wouldn't get cheap milk, they'd get buller milk. So they get all the sweet milk kind of thing. And um, if, if you actually had enough money, which I didn't, you could actually get um, gold sprinkled all over it. So, oh, nice. right, so it, was, it was actually a really, really good one. They sold it to really famous people and stuff like that or anyone who could afford it. But that, Gold's come back in style now, especially on Kit Kats. Uh, that, that, that's an example of the gold stuff. I think if, I mean, I think if we look back on, you know, when we were younger, chocolate tasted, not that I'm bagging chocolate or the taste of it or the ingredient, but chocolate tasted like chocolate. I mean, I mean, I didn't, oh, yes. you know, you go to, you know, just like Max Brenner, but you go to sort of a, a cafe or like you go to an ice creamery when you're little and they give you that, that Sunday or that thick shake or milkshake, or they give you that dessert and you know, you're getting pure hundred percent chocolate. And it's so tasty and rich and decadent. And you just want to go for more and eat to the point you get sick. <laughs> but the thing is, nowadays, as you know, we're, we're much older, wiser, you know, chocolate is still chocolate, but it's not as how our memory depicts it. Well, the thing is, a lot of the recipes have changed. So the Cadbury chocolate, for example, that's actually changed. So they changed, it got, you know, taken over and, and they wanted to get... Uh, cheaper chocolate and that's exactly what they did but like I, I i wish and i really wish that they used the same chocolate that they did from the 80s to the 90s because that was really something special went, when you open the packets it, it made you feel like you're opening velvet kind of thing even wasn't even though it wasn't velvet the um but i, I remember when they changed it from velvet to cardboard kind of thing and they changed the recipe as well and i'm like oh this is i mean this is okay but it's not not what it used to be so i kind of missed that about cadbury's but yeah next question if you could recreate a dish 
from your childhood, what would it be? Recreate. You, do, you know, do you know what I really miss? Um, I miss hundreds and thousands. Um, and um, I, I, for me, I'd probably just put that on some fairy bread and things like that. That's what I do. Oh, yes. Put that on Put that on white bread. Boom, there you go. Hundreds of thousands. But you can still get the hundreds and thousands stuff. You can still yeah, I can get yeah. that from a local shop. Um, but um, I, I don't know, recreate something from my, my childhood. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, that's a tough one because I if I would probably recreate anything, it would probably be the splice. Because I don't know if you actually uh, know this, but splice used to come from the, the idea of a splice um, actually used to be an alcoholic cocktail. And then they turned it into um, a, a frozen ice cream. Um, so if I had to recreate anything, it would probably be the alcoholic version of splice. Uh, I, think, I think splice these days, isn't that like a sorbet with ice cream in the middle of it? It, that's right. So lemons or lime. I used to be able to make sorbet when I was in TAFE. It's just been such a long time since I did it. I um, think for me, I would have to say a proper, um, I know parents make this for their kids on a weekly basis, which is a staple in Australian families, but I'd, I'd get my mom to teach me how to make the old fashioned spaghetti even though we make it nowadays with mince, when mothers do it, it has that sort of sweetness and that love and that nourishment. And you could taste the, uh, the, the tomato paste, which didn't taste like tomato paste, tastes like ketchup. And you'd have the meatballs that tasted beautiful and succulent and, and just mouth-watering and it just melts in your mouth, not compared to, you know, which is now still tasty, but you had that childhood memory of a proper spaghetti dish and you could taste the noodles or the spaghetti and you could taste the sauce and you could taste the meat and the garlic and you could taste just the decadence of it. I think mm. we need to really invest in going back to our childhoods and really looking at dishes that our parents made and recreating that memory, which opens up our minds so that we could teach our nieces and nephews and, you know, their families and our families to really make again. I think spaghetti for me, mm. old fashioned spaghetti. Yeah. That, like I, with uh, spaghetti, my family, what we would do is we would basically add a bay leaf into it because then you get like the, the nutty flavor from the bay leaf. And even though you wouldn't technically eat the bay leaf, if you put three bay leaves in the spaghetti mixture, um, that would be enough for the whole sauce to stay like, bay leaves and that was fantastic and that's something that my mum used to do um just to make it a little bit different um so yeah i mean like i, I think everyone's got their own kind of spaghetti kind of thing but that's that's what I'm what do you think of my spaghetti you know childhood spaghetti uh, thing i just want spaghetti bolognese right now but i've already had <laughs> you know what i used to do as a little girl with my spaghetti because i don't eat cheese that's a long story but um I would get, you know, like the, the the nachos, not in the chips packets, but the nachos you buy at the supermarket, the really tasty nachos, and I'd crumble them up and I'd put them in the spaghetti and I'd mix it. So you oh, get yeah. the extra sort of delicious <laughs> spaghetti crunch. <laughs> as silly as that now, one thing, one of the things, one of the things that my old mate used to do, right? And I'm not making this. Stop now that you mentioned nachos. You used to dip nachos in vanilla yogurt. Oh, 
Not just yeah. like, okay, would not, that be like, that's would that be like Greek yogurt that you're doing it? Because I've heard that's pretty good. So, um, um well, the, well, that's actually an interesting point. I don't know if you've ever gotten, I don't know if to dip it in, um, in ski yogurt, the vanilla yogurt. It was like, you used to get like a bag of Doritos or whatever it was. Yeah. And he would just dip it in the yogurt, in the vanilla yogurt. Have that way. I always thought that was weird, but you know, if he. Hello? Anyway, uh -oh. over to you. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, okay sorry. We thought we lost um, Are you there? Yeah, we're here. Can yeah, you hear us? Hello? Anyway. Can you hear us? Do you want to say that again for our audience? Since I can hear you guys. Can you guys hear me? Yes, yeah, okay. Can you repeat that again? So, no, this, uh, is not gonna, this is not going well. Oh, that's all right. I, I can I'm still hear, here. I can hear you perfectly. I can hear perfectly. Can well, you repeat talking about then? Doritos. Yeah, can you repeat that again? We're talking about... Uh, all right, all right. We're talking about Dorito chips, right? A mate of mine used to dip. I uh, used to dip Dorito chips in vanilla yogurt. Yes, uh, like yeah. So I I kind of find that either with um, either a good substitute for that would be Greek yogurt itself because Greek yogurt is quite strong, or even um, sour cream would be my go-to. To be perfectly honest. Okay. So, yeah. Before we lose, the next question. Um, what foods are you most likely to cook in lockdown? Uh, let's see. Leon? Whoa. Okay. Um, oh, wow. I usually cook, I, I usually either cook snitties with pasta or chops with pasta or chops with veggies. Uh, that, that, that's uh, something that seems to be a regular during lockdown, but I always like to switch stuff up, you know, just throw a little bit of different, uh, like you mentioned earlier with spaghetti bolognese, I would like I would switch it up once in a while with spaghetti bolognese or something. That's a lot of fun. Um, well, actually, what I'm about to basically cook at the moment um, is um, something that I like to refer to as the forty dollar potato bake, right? And uh, I know other people online have done versions of it, but mine is basically um, potato um, cream. Uh, ham and um, I would use um, cheeses like tasty cheese and also um, more expensive cheeses like brie that you might get at Audi or um, Camembert that you might get at Audi because the thing is about Audi is that their cheeses um, are actually really really good value so um, you can basically create a beautiful potato bake for um, a really really um, low uh, cost of money and I put egg in there as well and stuff like that and it would rise quite nicely um, and it, it's just kind of like you can have that uh, you can if basically you, you cook it straight away um, it's really nice when it's cooked right, straight away but um, basically because it's you put it in like a deep dish um, you can section it off and you can have a piece of potato bake over a number of days and it'd still be good and you just put it in the microwave for 50 seconds and it's good. So that would probably be my lockdown um, food that I'd do because um, getting hold of ingredients like cheese, um, cream, potatoes, ham, 
those sorts of things are fairly easy to get hold of. So that would be my lockdown um, um, lockdown recipe if I was to choose one. I mean, for me, just quickly, I love to bake. So I would probably get the cookie, pardon me, the cookie boxes. And I think I would either make cookies, simple. They come in a bag in the box, butter, eggs, or I would make um, the apple pastitsies or the apple pies, fill a pastry, let it thaw out, get the canned apples, take all the sir- uh, sugary syrup out of it. Uh, apple and apples in a bowl with a little bit of cinnamon, mix it together on the filler pastry, um, put a little bit of oil on the top in the oven, 10, 15 minutes, boom. I think that that for me has been a staple in, in our household because it's quick, easy, boom, do it. Hassle-free, not much to wash up, and it's, it's just tasty. It's just crunchy, tasty, super. What about some good old-fashioned pancakes? Oh yes! Oh yeah, I love pancakes. But, yes, but, yeah. Butter, butter and sugar, man. Oh, what and a milk, combo. flour, butter, sugar. Mm. No flour. I don't put butter in mine. I put uh, flour, sugar, and milk in mine, and I mix it till it's really, really thick, and in oh, a yes. bowl. And then frying pan, a little bit of oil, not too much. Put in the pan, flip it over, do the next one, and you can add. Some people like, uh, you know, original honey. Some people, like myself, prefer Canadian maple syrup. Um, oh, oh, yes, definitely. Definitely maple syrup. Oh, but yeah. There was one time that I surprised Philip when I made, because usually I just make not just plain pancakes. But there was one moment, just quickly, is I made not just pancakes, but I got the bacon rashers out of the fridge and I cut them up and I, you know, fried them with a little bit of oil to not make them too fatty to get them to crisp up. So I made pancakes with bacon. Um, as a side a different combination mm. yeah so that was we had that on um, the day after New Year's Eve I think yeah um, right. we, we had um, a couple of friends stay over when it was still safe to have people over um, and we fed I think it was I think Gordo um, Lisa. you and me Gordo and Lisa yeah we, um, we I, I would manage to feed four people in one city yeah just off that one dish um and um, yeah, because we, we got totally plastered the night before. And so we needed, we needed something basically to fill us to get over the hangover. But and can that was I, perfect dish. Can I tell our subscribers and viewers um, and all our viewers, viewers out there, if you get the pancake shake bottle from the supermarket, that's great. But for me, it's all about, you know, I'm not a chef, but it's all about the make it yourself, get the flour, get the milk put in some sugar, mix it together, taste. It's always important to taste your food. Mm. If it needs more sugar or it needs a little bit of salt or if you feel like putting an egg or if, you know, it's, it's just important to, you know, in lockdown has taught us to, to use healthy, good, nutritious food and sometimes be a little naughty and have a little bit of uh, sugary stuff in, in our diet. So it's all about, you know, the, the home feel of it. Uh, next question. Um, what is the worst food you've eaten? Oh, okay. Yeah. Leon? Leon, I think you better answer this first because... <laughs> wow, I think the worst... I think, to be honest, and I'm, I, this might surprise a few people, the worst thing I had was fish. And it was, and it was twice uh, when I was in my teens where I had fish and I ended up with food poisoning twice. So that's why, you know, from that point on, I've really stayed away from the fish because, you know, it was... To me, it wasn't that good. Uh, to me, it was terrible. I was in bed for days. So, yeah. 
There you go. That's that's for me. Fish was probably my worst. Uh, what about you, Kat? I think it was one time I tried a teriyaki chicken uh, with salad. Uh, and, oh, my God, let me tell you, it was the worst food in the world. The salad and the vinaigrette was completely disgusting. The The fish was disgusting. It just it was all created wrong. And you could tell if you, why, I mean, for the life of me, chicken teriyaki salad, wrong. Sorry, because the teriyaki was so pungent and so strong and the vinaigrette was strong. And, you know, it was just so weirdly, oddly mismatched. I wouldn't, I wouldn't eat that again. No, sorry. You? Um, Pockets? Probably the worst one I had um, was probably, I mean, like coming from an Asian background, we love our fish. We love our fish and we'll pretty much eat anything, including the table leg <laughs> at Christmas time. Well, <laughs> temps, including uh, a table. All right. So you heard that first guys on Cat's Base. Phil likes table legs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, probably the worst I've actually had um, is tongue at a Chinese restaurant. And I know it's a delicacy in China, but it just feels weird that you're, you're chewing on a tongue. And I, it just didn't sit right with me that I was chewing on a tongue. Oh, but if I was probably to name probably the worst, the worst one I probably ever had was probably lamb's brain. That was the worst oh. I had. Um, Awful. Yeah. So, you don't even like tongue when you're French kissing. Yeah. <laughs> Zing. Uh, okay, next, <laughs> next question. What is the best dessert you have ever eaten? Oh, yep, definitely. I, I, nothing beats, to me, nothing beats, uh, you know, like I said earlier, nothing beats an Apollon ice cream with, with Milo or Nesquik or whatever it is and have that Cotty's uh, topping that just hardens up after like a few seconds. Nothing beats that. That is abs. That is. It's a drool here material. What about you? I'll, I'll wait either. I'm, I'm thinking. To... <laughs> <laughs> I'm yes. thinking. What have you said? Probably the best dessert I've had. You know what? Um, I think probably the best I've had was probably a blueberry um, crumble. That's probably the best one I've had. That with um, uh, mango ice cream. So... Although I have to say there was a restaurant that I used to go to and that was, they did do a really nice blueberry cheesecake. That was probably the best. And that was at a restaurant called Little Snails. Um, I think Is it a French it, restaurant? It's a French restaurant, yeah. And that there was, you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, well, I mean, like I went there with my dad, but it was a small restaurant. And then, and then all of a sudden it became a chain. So... Um, it, yeah, that was a really that was probably the best um, dessert that I can basically think of that I I really loved, um, and it was it was fantastic. And back then it was like eight bucks, and now it's like twenty one dollars now. So, account <laughs> for inflation. Yeah, inflation. I mean, so it, yeah, it was. It was the service fast or slow as or slow um, as? No, it was it was pretty fast, um, but uh, it was yeah like. Um, the, that was probably the best. If I had to pick one, that was probably the best one I've ever had, to be honest. 
I think for me, again, goes back to ice cream on a really hot summer day. You're out in the city. Uh, Shameless plug, going to the QVB one time, I remember. And there was a gelato place. It's not there anymore. There was a gelato place. And you mentioned. Go on. Go go on and I'll I'll chime in afterwards. And they had, believe it or not, I call it the Ferrero Shea ice cream. They call it, I think it has a similar name, but in the ice cream, I mean, it's so chocolatey. And in the ice cream, you actually got pieces of Ferrero Shea. And it was just like so delicious. And it was in like, it was on the cone. And I remember just being a hot day. And that Ferrero Shea in the QVB never has never ever ever escaped my mind to this day and i still remember if i close my eyes i can remember the taste of it it's so delicious right. okay there used to be a play i don't know if it's still around now but it was called ice rock it used to be called the ice rock cafe or whatever it was where i can't remember off the top of my head but you're able to mix up to three toppings or and also you get to mix like little extra ingredients like smarties and m&ms and stuff like that and mash them into it as well I don't. I think there was one at Olympic Park. I'm not sure if there still is one these days, but I used to go to the ice. Uh, I think it was. My, I don't know if it was called Ice Rock or Cold Rock or one of those two, but you used to be able to get those ice cream. You used to be able to get up to three scoops of ice cream, put it, get it mashed into a bowl with all sorts of other lollies and stuff like that. That is unreal. If you ever have one of them, mate, your mouth would be drooling for days. I think um, you're you're onto something because as and what broke my heart was my one of my favorite places in in New South Wales was a place called Yogurtland, and Yogurtland you could go in friendly customer service, wonderful customer service, and you had a different array of of yogurt ice creams and toppings and you know delectables like you said. Uh, you'd pick like for example chocolate or strawberry and mango in one big cup. And you could get that like, would mash it. That would mash it together. Yeah, and you'd get like cookie dough, M and M's, yeah, teasers. You'd get lollies. You'd get all the things from your childhood that you remember. And as sad as it is, when the pandemic hit us, they were forced forced to shut down all their stores in Australia and say goodbye because they couldn't have anybody visiting their stores. I mean, had they stayed open and did takeaway, they would have made a lot of money. But you I was click and collect. Yeah, or had done a lot of money or had a lot of money delivering. But the thing is, it's so oh, yeah. sad because those places you could go in and you felt like a child again where you, you were at an ice creamery, you know, when you were seven or eight or nine or 10 years old and you, you know, picked your own ice cream, you picked your own flavors and the so- ice cream sauces and the toppings. I mean, that that for me, I think um, when we used to live in Penrith, there was a place similar to it, but nothing beats Yogurt Land. And I hope one day it, they decide to reopen it because just sitting there, how fun is it to, you know, feel like a kid and choose your ice cream and the toppings and the toppings and the desserts. Like, I think there's a yogurt split. I think there's a yogurt place in Blacktown. I'm not exactly sure if it's the one that you're mentioning. Um, I'm not even sure if it's still there to be honest, but I know there was one in Blacktown, but I don't know. If, like I said, I don't know if it's the one you call, but it did have yogurt on it. Now there was there was two there was yogurt land and what was the other one it was yogurt land yeah yogurt land but um, yeah 
So we're gonna now what speaking of desserts, speaking of desserts, there was one. I don't know how they managed to do it, but they used to, but so I don't know if it was a Chinese restaurant or some restaurant, but they were able to deep fry a Mars bar. How does how do you how Yum. do you figure that out? Okay, so yeah. what you do is you get them, you get you could either do the big size ones or you could do the little miniature size ones. You get them yeah. in a fun pack at Kmart uh, or anywhere in the supermarket. You take the Mars bar packets, okay, open the wrapper. Take the chocolate, dip it in the flour, dip it in the batter, yeah. and fry it. Yeah, it's like, how do you manage to fry it without the without the uh, without yeah, the chocolate yeah. melting? How yeah. do you how? It, it does melt inside because what happens is when you fry it, it's so sickingly sweet that when you bite into it while it's hot, the caramel and the chocolate will actually melt in the mouth. Like it really does melt. But what they do is they just dip it in the flour and in the batter. And they really hanker it into the batter and it just fries. And it's just, oh my God, but the heart attack waiting to happen, but it's sickingly sweet. <laughs> yeah, not, like not, only, not only does it melt in your mouth, it melts in your pants. I, I just like to point <laughs> out, like, like, just in case any chocolate company is actually listening right now, I realize that you've got fun size of everything, but like it would be more fun if it was bigger. Just putting it out there. Let's not be too. This is a fun topic. Now, I'm going to hand this over to Buckets because this last segment is his idea. Let's yeah, go. So we're going to play um, the Oz Harvest Challenge. And the rule is uh, we're going to basically throw um, a, a couple of um, foods at you and you have to basically create a recipe off the top of your head at three minutes. And I had a friend of mine who actually did this for a job where they Oz, Oz Harvest would just give give him random foods and he had to legitimately um, come up with a dish for which he would teach to um, people doing um, a life skills course in a lot of the charities that he worked at. So if you can actually do this within three minutes, um, we'll give you a point. I hope you're listening, Oz Harvest. Okay, so let's start with the, the topic. So we'll That's all right. Oz Harvest won't have anything to worry about because it'd probably take me three and a half minutes to come up with something that should take about one minute. <laughs> okay, right. So I'm, I'm going to throw, throw like three random um, foods at you and you've got to basically... Oh, think, um, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll be gentle. I'll be gentle. Okay, so let's I'm see. I'm not even wearing my helmet either, so... Well, you might need a tin... Tinfoil helmet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah. you know, so, um, yeah, anyway, uh, so Oz Harvest gives you um, two-minute noodles, um, chicken, and frozen mixed vegetables. What do you make? Go on. You've got three minutes. Oh, wow. Oh. You, uh, yeah, uh, that's I, I'm going to time you, Leon, see if you can do it. Give me a second. I'll get my, my clock out so I can time you. You know? Oh, God. I don't have the 60 minutes clock. So, so what was be- it? Uh, let's get the what was the two minute noodles and what okay so it's um two minute noodles chicken frozen vegetables frozen mixed vegetables and your start time starts now go okay so we make two minute so we got the two minute noodles we got the frozen veggies uh let's see i i can't remember what it's called to be honest but i know you could i know you could deep freaking you could have deep fry that all right in about one a bit minutes uh but you mix it all together Mix it all together and you've got um, uh, veggie noodles. There you go. Veggie noodles. What about the chicken? Doesn't sound very vegetable to me. Uh, you can mix that in. There yeah, there go. we go. Bang. Got it. 30 seconds. Congratulations. 
Your turn, Kat. Okay. Oz chick, Oz chick, Oz chicken, whatever you, whatever you, Oz vegetables, whatever <laughs> what you think are. Chef. Okay, so you get um, bread, smoked salmon, and uh, let's see, we'll give you. Um, oh, let's let's do something really awful. Um, how about ham? Go on, ham, okay, smoked salmon, so and bread. What do you do? White toast bread, butter, ham, garlic aioli, uh, spinach, ham and uh tomatoes close put butter on the other piece of bread done you so you got a toasty yeah 30 seconds congratulations oh man <laughs> my, now my turn <laughs> i think i'll give you tasty cheese give him the hardest possible yeah, ingredients to find <laughs> okay you put just as revenge for what he's put us through okay tasty cheese chicken yep. chicken mixed yep. vegetables yep. and baked beans you want to give me a fifth one and chicken. So you got what? Chicken. Uh-huh. What's the other one? Tasty. Mixed vegetables. Mixed vegetables. Cheese. Yep. Uh, baked beans. It sounds like a MacGyver escape. Right. Doug. Oh, far out. What am I going to do with this? And bread. Okay. Well, I see. Oh, um, I know. Um, I'll put uh, baked beans on on top. Okay. Um, I will basically. I'll have to basically fry it up. Um, I'll have to butter it to make it taste good. Then I'll put chicken over it. I'll put uh, frozen mixed vegetables and you've got cheese on top. I'll fry up the cheese, um, flip it over. So it basically forms a crust um, and hope for the best. Hope for the best. 25 seconds. 25 seconds. Congratulations. MacGyver <laughs> would like that escape. How would you get out of that? <laughs> I'll tell you what. Where's Richard Dean Anderson when we need him? Exactly. <laughs> I'll tell you what, subscribers and viewers, uh, new, current, and upcoming and new currents, um, as well as viewers, we are throwing the Oz Harvest Challenge your way. Now, all you have to do is here are the ingredients. Chicken, frozen mixed vegetables, corn, smoked salmon, baked beans, bread, tasty cheese, and two-minute noodles. Now, your challenge from us three is to recreate something within three minutes. And you've only got three minutes. Once you're done, take a photo. You can either send it to us and follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Catspace podcast or Oven Hero Facebook page. Um, Or you could go to our Catspace Facebook page as well. Um, or you could send it to Leon as well and um, let us know what you I'd send it to me. Send it to you guys. I'll and probably eat well. the recipe. And you as well. And then whoever nah. does the best three minutes, we will declare the winner, give them a shout out, and thank them for the recipe as well because we will do it ourselves. Yeah, because we <laughs> needed the ideas, basically. So here you go, subscribers and viewers. Three-minute Oz Harvest Challenge. This has been a really fun entertaining podcast thank you leon thank you buckets and but basically uh, what we're doing is trying to figure out what we're going to eat tomorrow night yeah, <laughs> exactly. that's right if, you've got an idea. if there are any chefs out there here's your challenge you're a chef make it <laughs> so yeah that's that's it from us tonight thank you for joining us we look forward to spending more time with you next week and uh, let's have fun seeing those photos until then good night All right. bye <laughs>